straight into it. I'm not going to do an intro video or like that. All right. And we are live. Three seconds live. Welcome, Zuplex City. Oh, let me hide the graphic because we're not talk talking about that yet. What is going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. Well, uh, let me know what you did for your, your holiday plans, your holiday festivities while I fix the graphic. Um, I had a very boring yet satisfying New Year's. I uh, sat at home, played some video games, watched the ball drop, drank a scotch, went out, smoked a cigar, ate some, ate some dumplings. Like it was a solid, uh, solid New Year in my book. I don't know. <laughs> like, that sounds good to me. We actually had for Christmas we had a bunch of plans, right? All the kids and the cousins getting yeah. together. But for New Year's, uh, our daughter got sick, a little ear infection, so we were basically home as well. And uh, I basically polished off as many bottles of wine as I could. And we watched some movies, man. I caught up on a lot of shit this nice. New Year's uh, celebration. Nice. Um, side note, I know I probably should have asked you this before we started, but have you been watching Willow? I have not, but I know it's almost done. So I'm going to have to do, we're going to do a deep a deep dive on Willow when that's done. So I'm going to yeah. have to do a, a binge watch of that show. I keep forgetting it's even out, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, they're not doing a lot of promotion for it, but it's been really good. They're not doing a lot of promotion for it. I wonder why that is. Weird. It's really weird because it's actually a really solid show. You know what else is on there that dropped that I started watching is what? the National Treasure show. That came out already? I didn't even notice that. There's six episodes in. <laughs> There's six episodes in? Get the... Yeah. Dropping the ball, man. Dropping... I know, I know, and, um... I will say, and I will say that is not as good. Oh, well... You know, I like the National Treasure. I know uh, uh, Scythe will uh, kind of kill me for this, but they're not the greatest movies ever. He's a big fan of those. Yeah, um, he's a huge fan. So I'm not as excited for the show, but I mean, it's something I'll watch. I, I'm not I mean, very it's, surprised it's that uh, watch it, but it's not like I don't know. It's it's very slow. Yeah, it's, it's very slow. I'm just gonna get yeah. the link out here for our uh, our little podcast. Get some people yeah. into the chat. Um, Willow is definitely worth worth your time. I'm absolutely going to watch Willow. I mean, Willow was something I watched as a kid that I fell in love with. Uh, yeah. You know, I watched it over and over again, so I'm super excited for Willow. Uh, I just figured, you know, I missed the first few weeks. I think there were some other things out that I was kind of more into. And then with the holidays and everything. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Then I, I kind of felt like, you know what, it's a, it's a, they're a half-hour show, right? It's not a long episode, so um, I'll just wait till it comes out. So it, it fluctuates from, like, a half hour to almost like a full hour some episodes really but see i yeah, they, like that though when shows do that because that means they're yeah. telling the story the way they want to tell the story and they're yes. not trying to force things in there yeah that's exactly what they're doing and it, it flows really really nicely it definitely flows really nicely um not a lot of dead spots like you know it's hitting all the all the points you want it to hit I'm just putting the link out there on so. the Facebook. If you haven't joined the Facebook, please oh, do so. And uh, we're going to get into it in about two seconds here. While Chris is doing that, let me tell you what we have going on on GGen here. Uh, trivia round two is starting with the quiz, the, the Quizzer of Oz himself. He unfortunately uh, came down with, with COVID and the flu. So that's delayed that a, a little bit. But we're going to be getting those out to you, those episodes out to you uh, soon. Oh, I know I filled mine the other night, and it's a it's a banger episode, if I do say I'm so. I'm myself. excited for round two. I unfortunately lost in round one uh, yeah. pretty poorly. So I was uh, holding it down for two. all the GGM moderators in round two because Fred also got knocked out. You're the only um, one left, man. You're the only yeah. one left. 
I was, I'm the only one left. Then we also have uh, streaming going on almost every night at this point um, on our Twitch channel. Make sure you guys subscribe over there. Yeah, I mean, we're following, we firing on all cylinders on Twitch. All Definitely cylinders. join us. More reactions coming. Um, I don't even know what reactions Fred, are, Fred is up to at this point. Chris Steven, Harry we, Mack. We got Tom McDonald. We got Harry Mack. I might add Beardy Man just because listening to him again with Harry Mack on the last video was uh, invigorating, to say the least. Uh, Mark Rebier, it would be a good one to react to. We have a lot of recommendations that were thrown our way on people we should react to. So we're just going to keep coming, keep coming with those reactions. I think records are the way to go. Let the fans tell you who they want to say, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe I might jump in on some reactions with you guys, too. You should. I feel like some, I, some, I, I know there's I, some I, wrestling I, reactions yeah. on the way, some uh, uh, various wrestling uh, tidbits. We have yes. not oh, lost oversell. Transformers, so we're going to be doing that. The Oversell Podcast, best wrestling podcast in the nation. In the world. In the world. I Excuse me. I've we undersold it. We upgraded the last podcast in the world. <laughs> I've undersold it, people. I apologize. Um, um, yeah. Key list episode two coming this week, end of this week. Key list, uh, this key list is going to come out Thursday, actually, so keep an eye on that. If you're yeah. a comic fan, if you're looking to get into comic collecting, comic selling, you know, uh, Zuplex here is our resident comic book uh, guru, and he's throwing out a lot of uh, just good suggestions and recommendations for you. Kind of, I, I like the, the whole premise, right? You're just kind of like not holding the hand, but you're just helping people kind of ease them yeah. into the world of comics, and that's awesome. Just explaining it and 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 kind of uh, giving you some recos on some stuff that I think is going to pop at some point and you make some make a little money on. I always say, you'll hear me say it a million times: just collect what you like. But to collect what you like, sometimes you got to buy some stuff that you get yeah. money on. You know, hey man, it's like any other hobby, right? You got to yeah. you got to put money down to really make it a hobby, but you also want to keep it fun. So. Uh, we got a lot, a lot going on. I think MVP comes back this weekend. That's the Multiversal Podcast hosted yeah. by Scythex. Uh, he goes over the video game world, quick tidbits, news updates on the entertainment world. And uh, and then here, Theater Room, we're on episode 69. It looks like this year we're going to hit episode 100. I really should plan something big for episode 100. But uh, for anyone who's new to the this podcast, uh, Theater Room, we like to do more deep dives, more kind of detailed reviews. And every now and then we throw in a themed episode um case in point avatar 2 avatar away the way of water came out and uh we're gonna get into that one real quick but we're gonna be spoiling it for you for you guys are lucky because in this particular uh podcast we waited a few weeks so you know people had time to see it um yeah. but generally you know we don't avoid spoilers here because we want to have real conversations about it um but before i do we got to talk about hawkeye real quick have you oh, heard yeah. the news our beloved hawkeye in the hospital he's okay now he's gonna survive I don't know yeah. if he's going to be Hawkeye anymore, um, but the guy got run over by a snowplow. Yeah, it's it's wild what happened to him. Um, Say he lost a lot of blood in his yeah. leg. Uh, thank God his neighbor is a doctor and was able to apply a tourniquet and get him immediate help, which was probably saved his life. Probably yeah, absolutely. saved his life. Absolutely. Um, man. You know, it's a, a big hit. He's such a great actor. I really do love him in everything he does. Like, even in that stupid movie tag, he's amazing. He's great in that movie, though. He you like steals I mean? the show. Oh, he absolutely steals the show. I don't know if you uh, watched Mayor of Kingstown. I have not watched that. Paramount. That's I'll recommend that to anybody. Really? And I just watched. It. I just watched the first season like recently. I saw the second season was coming out, so I was like, "Oh, let me give this a try." Oh, amazing! That's absolutely good. amazing. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's what Ray Donovan should have been. 
Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. The trailer doesn't really sell it like that, so I never really actually realized how similar to Ray, Don- Ray Donovan it might he plays be. Like a, he plays like a fixer, but he works between... Like, they live in this town that's basically got one of the largest prisons in it also. So everybody kind of, like, works at the prison or is, like, involved in the prison somehow. Um, So he's, like, an intermediary between, like, a fixer between the gangs, the cops, and the prison guards. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, maybe check that out, add that to the list, because uh, we got so much stuff that we're, you know, every single week there's something else coming out that I want to watch. Um, speaking of uh, just life or death situations with our man Hawkeye, um, let me just get the name of the football player down. Did you see what happened in the NFL? Oh, wow, absolutely wow! One of the craziest Damn. things I've ever seen. De- Demar, I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, Damar Hamlin, yeah, went into cardiac arrest after taking a hit to the chest. For anyone who uh, doesn't really watch football or keep up with sports or like that, he basically passed out or essentially died on field, and they resuscitated him, got him to a hospital. And from what I read, he died a second time, and uh, they resuscitated him. And, uh, you know, no one knows exactly how it happened, but he's 24 years old, just a kid, you know. He's having problems with breathing. They they put him in an induced coma, have him on a breathing tube. Um, Really, really, really unfortunate freak accident that happened. Uh, The hit, you know, the hit didn't look like it was a crazy – It never does. The worst injuries never look that bad. Went back down, and it was just – over the you know it, yeah. it's a tragedy that happened hopefully he pulls through everybody's praying for him um you know you don't ever want to see something like that happen yeah ever. no he's a young kid and and i think yeah. I, I heard it on uh, one of the analysts was talking about it over and over again and that there's like kind of one rule and just in sports in general right there's just leave it on the field you go home to your families and it's over and you know for something like this to happen in the middle of the game it was just scary stuff to see. I don't remember if I've ever seen an ambulance on the field like that. The entire team taking a knee and praying for him. It's just scary, yeah. scary stuff. So last time I saw an ambulance on the field like that was when uh, Andy Dalton shattered his leg. Yeah, yeah, and like, this, this was, was, was nothing. He took a yeah. hit to the chest. He fell down. He got up and then just yeah. wobbled and fell back again. So scary stuff. But um, you know, we want to keep him in our thoughts and hopefully he pulls through no problem. But. Uh, we can move on from the sappy stuff because I don't want to bog it all yeah. down. Um, let's start with, we got a few movies that came out, kind of big releases in my opinion. Um, let's start with Bullet Train, which uh, for me, I'll just throw my opinion out there, was one of the surprise uh, releases of 2022, meaning I didn't expect it to be good, and I friggin' loved it. I thought it was so entertaining from beginning to end. Uh, did you get to watch the movie? Yeah, um, I watched it a while ago when it first came out, and then I know it just hit Netflix. So everybody's like, kind of jumping on, jumping on the bullet train, if you will. Yeah. Um, but um, see what he did but, there. But um, but I will say that um, it was definitely a surprise. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I, I did. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I, I don't know the actor's name that plays uh, uh, Tyree, Tyree Bryce Tyree Henry, I think his name is something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're fan. They're like they steal the whole movie. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I want to say movie about just the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I want like a like a prequel with just the two of them, you know, doing lemon and tangerine stuff. Like absolutely. I want to. You know, it's funny. So they're the type of pair in a movie that should get a show, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a prequel TV show where you just see them on their adventures 
together. It would have to be just from the nature of the movie, it would have to be a uh, HBO or Showtime or one of those where they can get away with some violence. Uh, for anyone who hasn't watched the movie, it's essentially about Brad Pitt plays a bounty hunter or a mercenary or whatever you want to call him, assassin, who is kind of coming out of retirement and he's doing so in a way where he doesn't want to kill anybody. So he doesn't want to use guns. He wants kind of easier jobs. He wants to ease his way back in. And his first job back, he's replacing another hitman on a on a bullet train that happens to have more hitmen than he could count. And uh, <laughs> and then it kind of goes from there. It's kind of like an action comedy. Um, I feel like everyone's firing all cylinders the whole movie. I was into it from beginning to end. I will say, because, you know, nothing's perfect, and I got to complain about something. The one thing that... I kind of wanted more of was the hand to hand fight scenes. Yeah, there was it was lacking a little bit in that. Yeah, the creators of John Wick. So I was expecting some amazing fight scenes. And while the fight scenes are good, it's it's a little more um, chaotic, I guess, than the John Wick movies. Now let me ask you something because we've we've now had the creators of John Wick make a bunch of different movies in the same vein. Yes, is this the part of the John Wick universe? Because like Atomic Blonde, Atomic Blonde was the makers of John Wick. Right. Mr. Nobody was the makers of John Wick. Right. Uh, this Bullet Train was the makers of John Wick. All four John Wicks are the makers of John yeah. Wicks. <laughs> and they're all they're all about assassins, basically, or mercenaries they're or whatever. They're all basically about assassins and, and this like assassin underworld that they've built. We know that they're getting the, the show The Continental. So yep. Yep. is this but I the thing that I I I that screws it up for me is they're all owned by different studios. Right. And that's, I think a mistake because honestly, the yeah. one thing, so the, the arguably the thing that made John wick so popular when it came out, wasn't Keanu Reeves. The fight scenes were a part of it, but the main reason why is, is people were interested in the world that was being built in that first movie. Everyone wanted to know more about the hotel, the continental, mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to know more about just the rules and how, like, you know, the gold coins and the phone calls and this respect they had for John Wick and whatever. And they've done a great job building that out over three movies and now a fourth one on the way. I feel like with the other movies you mentioned, Mr. Nobody, with Atomic Blonde, with this movie, same thing applies. The action is good, but what I'm more interested in is these worlds that they keep kind of showing us. And, like, just this, like, layer of just nastiness under our world, you know? So I feel like the big mistake they made was not just surprising us with a random cameo to tie all these movies together um, and basically yeah. say it's one big world. They could have done a shared universe better than DC has been trying to do for like the last this, decade. This is the shared universe that I want to see. Yes. Like hundred percent. You know, it'd be like a shared universe of a bunch of different stories about a bunch of different assassins from different parts of the world and everything like that. Like I'll, yeah. I'll dive into that any day of the week. You know what I mean? It's the kind of shared universe I think we're all asking for. And uh, we just haven't gotten yet. So uh, it doesn't feel forced. Like it, it feels like a sh- it feels like a shared universe that's not forced down our throats. Like oh, this is yes. a shared universe. Yes. One day, you know? one day we're gonna someone's gonna hear us on one of our podcasts, <laughs> and they're gonna go, "These guys know what they're talking about." And then we're gonna get a call, and they're gonna be like, "Do you guys want to be the showrunners of like some property?" And we're gonna do it. We're gonna absolutely dominate it. I'm absolutely. telling you. I'm absolutely telling you. But yeah, right, so bullet train. What is that? Give us a give us a shout. Yeah, come send on. Us a DM. Come on, Hollywood. Hollywood. We're Hollywood, waiting for it. <laughs> we are waiting for it. Trust me. Uh, we're willing to play ball. We will work with you, and we guarantee. I guarantee success. Damn it. Um, we'll work for cheap. Yeah, I'll work for uh, booze, rum. By the way, cheers, man. Happy Happy New Year, twenty twenty three. We had a big twenty twenty two. Not to get off the rails here. 
2023 is going to be even bigger. Let's go. Absolutely. So I give Bullet Train, if we're doing a, a rating out of 10, I'd give it like an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about like an 8.3. Yeah. There. That sounds you know, right. Like, to me. like you said, like you're right. Like the, the fight scenes could have been a little bit more. Uh, um, I guess they could have had more of them. They could have had been a little bit more cleaner, a little more fighting actually happening in them. Because a lot of times it's just like somebody smacking somebody in the head. Something. Right. And, and and I guess it's part of the humor, right? They're fighting on a bullet train, so it's moving very fast. Yeah. Stopping and going. And they have to, they're trying to avoid being caught, like with doing these like brutal fights. So, you know, that's part of the humor. Every, the scene with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brad Pitt in the, uh, I guess, the kitchen car. When like they're in the middle of just beating the fuck out of each other, and then the, the, the stewardess comes in or whatever, whatever you call them, and she's like, "You guys need some water?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, no, why not?" And Aaron turns off, like annoyed, like, "Come on, dude!" Like I'm sitting here, we're trying, to, like he didn't have the money. Brad Pitt didn't have the money. He's like, "Can you spot me?" In the middle of them fighting, like it's just it's so good, so good. Um, say too, like I, I know we want to move on real quick, mm-hmm. but the fact that they didn't, they had the the names lemon and lime and they decided to go with lemon and tangerine yeah are amazing to me what's great though is that this is how good aaron taylor johnson and brian tyree tyree henry is is that their characters names were lemon and tangerine and they were the most badass people in the entire movie like they were just so good one and and just for the record here tangerine's uh uh wait brian tyree henry was he tangerine or lemon i don't remember i don't remember but one of them their whole shtick is that they grew up watching thomas the train and they use yeah. that as a basis for determining if you're a good guy or a bad guy in their life. And again, yep. as dumb as that sounds, it's amazing in the movie. It's just done so well. Really done so well. Um, yeah, so definitely go see it. It's on Netflix. So, you know, everybody yeah. has Netflix, basically. If you don't have it, you know somebody who has it. It's worth watching. If you like action flicks, you want like an action comedy, 100% worth watching. Bullet Absolutely. Train on Netflix. So now we're going to jump over to, before we get into the big dog here, I want to talk about Glass Onion. That was the, the other big release this weekend. Uh, this is the sequel to Knives Out, which yeah. um, I know uh, Ryan Johnson does not like the fact that they had to call it Glass Onion, a Knives Out movie or tale or whatever they end up calling it. Yeah, it, um, it seemed a bit wordy. You don't have to see Knives Out to see this one. Um, and again, another good release in December and another phenomenal movie. I loved it from beginning to end. Really? What do you think? You don't like it? Nah, it was a miss for me. Like, uh, you gotta explain. I, you know you gotta explain because I thought it was freaking fantastic. So I, I think it was just because Knives Out was so good. Uh-huh. I love Knives Out, and they kind of tried to do the same thing with like this eclectic cast and me, but like the main point of the movie. I felt the entire time, which was, oh, this guy's really dumb. <laughs> that idea, they weren't. Which was, I, I get that was the point of the movie, but like I wanted a smart. I feel like, like they weren't hiding that from us. Thriller. I, I I understand they weren't hiding it from us, but I feel like I want I wanted more from it. I guess is the problem. Okay, I mean I don't I don't I understand what you're saying. Um, but you have to keep in mind, so Ryan Johnson's whole thing, he's the guy that Star Wars fans generally hate because of The Last Jedi. Yeah. His whole thing is he wants to subvert expectations. So he gave us Knives Out, where Benoit yeah. Blanc was the you know the Sherlock Holmes character, the the um, the guy from Murder at the Orient Express, that detective. Mm-hmm. Benoit Blanc is just another in a long line of detectives, but he was the smartest guy in the room, and he's solving the mystery and whatever. He wants to subvert expectations, right? So for me, I love the fact that in this one, 
it was obvious to basically everybody how dumb <laughs> Edward Norton's character was. Yeah. And yet Benoit Blanc couldn't solve the case because he's overthinking it. He wanted it to be this high-end, super intelligent case. No, solved, and it's just so stupid. Almost, almost immediately. Well, he solved the murder mystery game, but not the actual murder mystery. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it's like he knew he knew going into the island like what was going on because he just needed the proof. Like he oh, knew who killed That's him. true, I guess. Like he solved it off the rip. Yeah, but he had like his that's... whole motivation about he or he had his whole speech about how he couldn't figure out the motivation. And then when it finally hit him, it was just so stupid that he just overlooked it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that part, yeah. But like I think that was the problem for me though, is that like once they did the turn where they were like, Oh, this is her sister, yeah, and showed you the whole backstory, I was like, Oh man, like, I was that was angry. cool. See, I love I love the idea of so the movie's <laughs> called Glass Onion, right? And they and they talk about how in a glass onion, you could see the center from the outside, but yep. you still have to peel those layers. There's still a complication in order to get there, regardless of how clear it is to you. And I love the idea of us seeing the second half of the movie is peeling back layers of the first half of the movie, and we're seeing the perspective of the sister and what she was doing and how like different moments had completely different meanings. Like for example, when Dave Batista says to Edward Norton, like, Oh, remember when I almost when you almost pancaked me in your car or whatever? And he's like, Oh yeah, when I was at such and such place. And when you first see it, it's like a joke, like, you know, just like they think it's a funny moment. And then the yeah. second time you watch that scene, you realize that Edward Norton is quickly trying to shut him up because he doesn't want to give away where he was. You know, yeah. I thought it was really well done in that respect. You know what I mean? Everything, seeing the whole movie a second time from that perspective to me was very entertaining and very just kind of like funny and, well, inten and intense. As far as a movie's concerned, it's entertaining because all the actors, I'll, I'll say this, all the actors did a phenomenal job. Oh, they bring their A game. They yeah, all they're all fun. You can just game. tell. Yeah, they're all having fun with it. Like, it's a great job by all the actors. This was more of a story and, like, perspective layout for me that, that I didn't like because okay. when you get into it, it's just like, I, I think I just wanted more from it. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I can't, uh, I'm not going to sway your opinion. I loved it. Yeah. I thought everyone was good. Like, like I said, I agree with you. Every actor brought their A game. Oh, the, Absolutely. I liked, I enjoyed the way the story was told to us and just kind of, you know, drip fed to us for a moment. And then all of a sudden we just got all the information. And yet we were still like ahead of the, our main characters, essentially. Dave Batista for me was a standout. Kate Hudson was a standout. Uh, they just were entertaining Batista as hell. Great. Yeah. Batista was great. You know, and then there's really a lot of uh, everything he does, man. I like, I just rewatched Guardians yeah. Christmas special yeah. on Christmas. Like, I get, I love this guy so much. Well, they talk, I've been reading, just speaking of Batista in particular, I've been reading a lot more the conversation of who's the better actor as a wrestler, John Cena, The Rock, or Batista. And Batista wins that argument every single time. And I think it's 100% true. I, I gotta see more from Cena, but. Like, Cena might wind up being the better actor in the end. See, I, I think well, Cena and The Rock very much can handle a specific style of acting. Yeah. That kind of quippy, funny. You know, they, they can handle the emotional parts. I think Cena can handle the emotional parts better than The Rock, but they both mm -hmm. can handle them enough where it gets by, but the majority of the movie needs to be the comedy. Whereas Batista yeah. can do all comedy, as we see in, Drac uh, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He can do kind of serious shit, like you see in Blade Runner and you see in... Uh, um, you also see some of it in Guardians, but you see it in Blade Runner and fucking what's the other movie? I can't think of it now. Oh, uh, Bond, um, Skyfall. Um, and then, but he can also play like a caricature, which you see here. And in this movie, he's not meant to be 
like funny in the sense that like you're supposed to be gut busting laughing, but he's meant to be not taken seriously because he thinks he's so cool and he's really not. You know what I mean? And he pulls it off well. Every time every character he does, he pulls off well, you know. He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Really, really good. And uh, you gotta give credit to Edward Norton too, because uh the guy can play a villain. Any movie oh, he that really... he's appeared as the bad guy, he does a phenomenal job. You just yeah. want to punch him in the face more than anybody yeah. else on screen. <laughs> I do enjoy Edward Norton. Like I said, like all the actors, th- this is a very, very well acted show, yeah. a movie. Everybody Absolutely. did a phenomenal job. I love um what's his face? Uh James Bond. Um Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Benoit Blanc. Role. It was Benoit Blanc. I love him as Benoit Blanc. I th- like the accent, the like like over the top, like kind of like draw that he does and everything like that. Like he's so good, man. So good. One thing you can tell, this is a good movie. If you ever hear the phrase of um, you want the actor, you can tell the actors are having fun while they're acting. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good example of that. Cause you can really yeah, see I that agree. everyone is just having a ball. And one thing I do want to say was kind of the, the, the showstopper for me was uh, in the middle of the movie, not the middle, more like the beginning, first quarter of the movie, Ethan Hawke shows up in a a random cameo. For no reason. So basically the premise of the movie is, um, besides uh, Daniel Craig's character, for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, every other character is invited to Edward Norton's private island for a murder mystery game. It's like an outing they do once a year, and this year he chose a murder mystery. They show up at the dock where they're going to get picked up to get brought to the island, and each one of them is a different type of mask on because of COVID. You have the scientist with the N95 mask who's keeping his distance. You have the fashion star with the mesh mask that basically is more of like a veil, yeah. not a mask. Yeah. Then you yeah. have like Dave Batista's macho guy who just doesn't have a mask on because to him, COVID probably doesn't exist and whatnot. And then you have Ethan Hawke show up in a car on, on this dock. He walks out. He tells him, take your mask off, open your mouth. I'm going to spray this in your mouth and you're good. He doesn't tell him what it is. He refuses to answer that question. And then once he sprays everyone, he's like, okay, you're good. And he just walks away. We never hear from him again. We never see him again. All I could think about was like... in that fucking spray thing? We had no (laughs) idea what was in there. So by the end of the movie, my opinion is that that spray was garbage. It was absolutely nothing. And it was just Edward Norton, again, his character trying to act like he's so smart. Oh, I cured cancer. And that was it. And it just fits the character. And it's just, you know, and it literally made me go... Why would Ethan Hawke do that? Like, where is Ethan Hawke right now? You know, so I was—I thought he was going to show up at the, at, by the end of the movie and be, be be the real killer. That's exactly what I did too. I was waiting for the for him to show up at the end and be like Edward Norton. I would have liked the movie better. <laughs> Again, though, see, you expected it to happen, and Ryan Johnson he goes against yeah. expectations, yeah. maybe to a fault sometimes, and uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we just basically spoiled it for you, but uh, if I'm being honest, Knives Out and Glass Onion, they are murder mysteries, but they're not the type of murder mysteries where you're meant to be trying to guess who the killer is. They yeah. flat out tell you, this is the killer, this is who's killed, and blah, blah, blah. You're more along for the ride while everyone else figures out what the motive yeah. was, how it was done, and so on and so forth. Absolutely worth watching. If you had to give it a rating out of 10, what would you give it? Um... It's an eight. It's yeah. a solid eight. The acting was really, really good, man. Like, See, I, I loved it. So I'd give it a nine. Me. I'd go closer to nine. Yeah. I thought it was. So I think good. I just. I think I just love Knives Out so much that like I, I, I had high expectations for this. I will say, Chris Evans in Knives Out, he basically kills that yeah. that role. I mean, he really enjoyed not being Captain America for a movie. Finally, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I think my thing is I give I like this one so much because this is what I thought uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death of the Nile was going to be, and they kind of sure. dropped the ball with the big ensemble cast and all that stuff. Whereas this one really I think hits it out of the park, and Knives Out also hits it out of the park for sure. Yeah, both movies available on Netflix, uh, worth watching if you like murder mysteries. If you want like kind of dark comedy, they're both really good, really really good movies. Yeah, and absolutely. Now let's get to the uh, the man. Or the Avatar of the hour, the Navi of the hour. We have Avatar 2, Avatar, the way of water. I got a little picture of a little kid Avatar swimming in the fishy with the fishies. Um, So how do we start this? I mean, do we start with a rating and then just dissect from there? Or do we we want me to throw some questions out to you? What was your overall thought? Let's do an overall thought on the movie. My overall thought was basically that exactly this movie hit all the same beats i expected it to and i left the theater kind of going yeah that's what i thought like you know what i mean like there was no part of me that was like super impressed but there was also no part of me that was super let down if that makes sense yeah you know Um, it was kind of like okay so i will say this i liked it better than the first avatar okay but i I also think i agree the first Avatar movie because it was basically Fern Gully remade with blue cats. Um, <laughs> so, so I did like this better. I thought it was a, a better story. It was a, right. it was a more like I will say it was a better story for for sure. It didn't feel like it was just a rehash of nine hundred yeah. other movies we watched. Although yeah, there was and, a lot of aspects of, of other stuff in yes, there. Um, there. There definitely is. Um, for those before before we get into the, in detail, for those who haven't watched it. Um, spoilers ahead. We're going deep mm-hmm. into this movie, so just FYI. Um, but the storyline, the plot here was very different and than the trailers. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? James Cameron needs your money. He needs your money. The movie did over a billion dollars already, and he needs to do a lot more if he wants to be profitable. It's so. over a billion? Is it up to a billion? Globally. Globally, it's up to over a billion. It was over 1.03. No, no yeah. No way. Yeah. I'm so mad he's going to hit his number. After the first week, I want to say. Oh, no, no. It was faster than any other movie uh, in 2022. It hit a billion. So, is he paying people to go see it? Probably. Knowing him, he probably is. He's probably like, go see it. Here's tickets to go see more. Um, but so the plot for this one, for anyone who hasn't seen it and who's kind of considering it, the trailers do not do it justice as far as what the movie's about. Okay. The basically at the end of the first movie, we know that the Navi win their little battle with the the Sky Folk. They call them. We see the Sky Folk leave. The beginning of this movie explains that years have passed. Jake and Natiri are married. They're having kids. You know, I think they adopt a few kids. All kinds of stuff happens. I'll I'll leave that for the movie. The Sky Folk come back years later. They come back with new machines, kind of a bigger army. Blah blah blah. So then there's a time jump, and you basically find out that for about five years. Jake has been leading his people, the Navi people, his tribe, uh, in a battle against. Well, you, Ryan, if you if you haven't seen it yet, Ryan Gaboy says, "Don't say they haven't seen it yet." We're deep diving it. We're gonna spoil it for you. So yeah. either earmuffs or come back later. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, this is what we do here. Um, um, but anyway, so uh, Jake's waging war against the Sky Folk, and they can't really handle having a Navi that actually knows the tactics they use leading the Navi against them. So what what do they what do the humans do? They basically, I guess, had this backup plan with Quidditch or Quaritch from the first movie. They download his brain essentially into his own avatar, fly him out with his whole Marine squad, and basically say to them, "Your job is go kill Kate, Jake Sully and his family." 
And that's the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie is not about the humans and, and all. It's literally about, yeah. about Quaritch going after the Sullys. That's the movie. And in order yeah. to save his family, Jake decides we're going to leave the Navi people that they lived with for however long. And they go to live with this water tribe. And then hence you got, they have to learn the way of water and so on. Ryan, um, if we're so entertaining, then you better listen to what we're talking about. Because we're about to shit all over <laughs> Avatar 2. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Um, so here's my th- here's my thing. I like the world building. I like seeing a different yeah. Navi tribe. It's the, it's the one thing the movie has going for it is the world building. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, honestly, part of the thing about this is James Cameron should have just shut the fuck up. Yes. Oh, yes. I the whole like, time watching the movie, I kept thinking to myself, this guy is full of himself. First of all, the entire impressive. time I was watching a movie, I'm going, how the fuck did this cost two billion dollars? Right, like like the the graphics and the and and the uh, CGI didn't look much better. So that brings us to my first thought. Part. This was the first thought I had walking out of the theater. Does it look good? Sure. Yes. Yeah. The answer is yeah, yes. Yeah. It looks good. All right. We there's no Absolutely. denying it looks beautiful. The CG is great. Blah 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 blah. The problem is when Avatar One came out, even if you didn't like the movie itself, there was like a specialness to the, the CGI and, and the 3G, the 3D, that we, we didn't see anything at that level yet. We still didn't have, arguably, we still didn't have a character that was full CG that looked like it was somebody in a costume. So, like, yeah. there was that, that kind of, uh, like, the, the moments where you were like, oh, man, that looks fucking amazing. Here, the whole thing looks great, but we have Thanos. We have countless Marvel movies. Excuse me. We have yeah. a million other just CG-heavy movies that, that do it in a way where everything looks photo real and looks like it's real people and aliens and whatever. So, you know, that magic is gone. So right, right yeah. away, you're like, I agree with you. Like, why would this cost? There's no way it costs $2 billion to make. And if it no, did, like, that's, uh, that's a James Cameron problem. That's not yeah, anyone else's problem. 100%. Like, in all honesty, like, the way he's been talking about this movie, I was expecting to be absolutely blown away. Yes. By the by, the special effects and CGI, and I right. just wasn't. There, like, was, looked, there was not one moment that that no, made me go like, okay, I kind of get it, you know. Not a single one, like, and that's what bothered me the most is like, you you spent the last six months talking about how you got to invent new technology, yeah. and it costs you two billion dollars to create this movie, and this, and you need to make like, your what money. What did they back. invent? I don't get it. What did like, they invent? Like nothing in this looked, movie couldn't have been done. The first one. Yeah. Like. <laughs> It didn't look any better than the first one. And right. again, it looks great. It looks phenomenal. Like it, it looks how you expect an Avatar movie to look, but there's nothing special about it to the point of like, wow, that just blew my mind. Like, why did this cost $2 billion? Yeah. Why? Cause it's nine hours long. I totally, you know what I mean? like, totally, I, totally agree. Yeah. Totally I, I agree. just don't get it. Man. Like, like it, and the movie's too long. I will it's, say, as far speaking on the visual visuals, before we get into the length of the movie, because that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. Before we get into the, the length, the, speaking on the visuals, the one thing I'll give it credit for is the 3D is good. And the way I know it was good is that I so I saw it. Did you see it in 3D or no? All right. I so, so I watched it in 3D, and there was at least five to seven times, and I'm not exaggerating, where I thought somebody got up and maybe walked in front of the projector or got up in a row in front of me and walked over and I could see their head in front of the bottom of the screen maybe and didn't realize that that was actually like maybe a fire spec or a, you know a bug or something like that like the 3D yeah. looked so good that I actually thought that people were walking in front of the screen 
and it wasn't a part of the screen. Um, so I'll give it credit there. Okay. Did that make me feel like I was more immersed in the movie? No, no. Yeah. Uh, if anything, it almost annoyed me. There was one scene in particular. I'll never forget. It was towards the end of the movie. There's a bunch of, you know, fireballs and flames, everyone, whatever. There's yeah. ash and ember all over the place. And I literally was like, sit the fuck down. And then it ended up being, it was ash <laughs> that came across the screen. But like, so that more just annoyed me than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or took me out of the scene, I should say. Um, but I will give it credit where credit's due. The 3D, the three effects were good. Um, but now the length. We let's get into the length because the movie, for anyone who doesn't know, was three hours and fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Which means with with opening uh, trailers and all that stuff, you're talking about a three three and a half hour sit down Easy. at a theater, Easy. and it's way too long. Way it's longer than the no first reason. one, which I don't understand. The first one was way too long to begin with. <laughs> And this one is even longer, people. It's yeah, even like the first Fern Gully is a solid ninety mi- minutes, right? And they just retold that story. So how is it longer than Fern Gully? You know, man. I wish I could tell you, but again, I all I kept thinking is like the, the hubris of James Cameron talking about mm-hmm. oh, when people go see this twice and this and that. The movie is I'm not seeing this twice in the movie theater. The movie. I don't even know if I want to watch it again at home, unless somebody else wants to watch it, and I just happen to be walking in the room. I'll do the dad thing where I walk in and stand on my, my hands on my hips and look at the screen because like it's just too long to sit through, and nothing really happens. Like so, like I said before, to go on a little bit of a rant here, uh, the whole storyline is the the Sullys basically move to this way the the water tribe and you know there's a whole scene where they have to convince the water tribe that they're worthy of staying there and then at the end of that conversation the chief goes okay they're staying here and i'm just like all right so what was the point of that whole conversation that was dumb um and we see them basically go through the motions of learning how the water people live and you know swim and hold their breath on the water and blah 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 okay we saw all of that in the first one we saw jake literally learn the way of the navi I did not need to see it again, and and all it makes me think of is what the third one's going to be the way of snow, and we're just going to see him live in this in like like, a, like an Eskimo, a Navi Eskimo, the way of the, way of the desert. Yeah, and then all of a sudden now he's going to be a Navi like a Tuscan Raider. Like I don't need to see these things. And like and and then there is a there is a moment where and it's late in the movie where we learn of this new I guess you call it a mineral that the 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 sky people are murdering the whales for their brain juices essentially and it stops aging right that's uh, out of nowhere they just bring this up (laughs) out of nowhere it's literally three or two-thirds of the way into the movie and suddenly (laughs) there's this new element or whatever you want to call it that's worth 80 million a jar but they've been hunting these whales for a while apparently yeah apparently yeah for years and i'm like wait what like so you know, I'm surprised they didn't call it Unobtainium Two because everything's got to be a ripoff of the first movie. But it, literally, when they explained that and they were like, Unobtainium is not important anymore. This is what people want. I was like, what? Well, we had we had like a 20 minute scene of them explaining this because yeah. they were hunting a whale, right? And the, and they went through each and every step that you need to do to hunt right. this every single step in whale painstaking thing. detail. In painstaking, and then you have to hit them with the spear, and then you have to hit them with this, and then you have to hit them with that. And, Reduce the underbelly, and then we we extract one vial, one vial, right? All that for one vial, and then they want to just let the thing sink. And, yeah. and even even one character's like, "We're just gonna leave all of the rest of it here," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't need it." I'm like, "What?" Like it just is. And I get the whole point is you know the corporate greed, and it's supposed to be like nature versus like machine the the uh, corporations and whatever. But like, come on, dude. Like, but now all right. Now speaking of corporate greed, right? 
So in the first one, the unobtainium or whatever the hell it was called mm. was worth trillions of dollars. Trillions, yes. Right? This guy holds up one vial and goes, this vial right here, 80 million. 80 million. I'm like, hold the fuck up. It cost you 200 million to get that vial. Because right. you just you just had to bring out an entire like cavalcade of 20 different submarines yeah. that look like crabs for some reason along yeah, with crabs with giant- hands because why did why do the crabs need to grab on something and swing who knows james cameron <laughs> that's basically the answer james you know cameron. what i mean like like you can't tell me that your profit margin on that is that big no it, it's absolutely atrocious the the like so my thing here's my thing so we mentioned before the world building is good the world build, building was good okay the best part yes. of the world building is when he just shows the world once he starts trying to explain every, and honestly, it's the native of the native American or the sorry, the native part of it. So when we see like the Navi talking about how their connection with the sea, the sea creatures, and and the you know, there's a tree under in their world, an Awa in their world, but it's underwater, of course, because you know, clever. And yeah. uh, but then but then the humans start talking and explaining why they do things, and I'm like, I, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like again, that whole scene was irrelevant because in the end, all we're all this movie is about is. Quaritch going after the Sullies. So yeah. l- learning about how they kill these whales and what they're killing them for is absolutely irrelevant. Scythe, you're absolutely right. Boo Avatar. It, it's, <laughs> you know, we, I, I'm actually starting to dislike it more and more as we talk about it. I didn't hate it when I left the theater, but now I'm like, it just really is a waste of time. I felt the same way. I watched it and I was like, ah, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You know, and yeah. then I started dissecting it in my head. And I'm like, wait a second, like 80 million for that one vial? It definitely cost like at yeah. least 120. To get that ship out out to sea, like what are we talking about here? It makes like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. No. And then on top of that, so like there's there's just a lot of kind of question marks that to me were clearly James Cameron thinking four movies ahead. But you you know we've learned from DC you can't do that. You need to focus on this movie, and then yeah. the rest of the movie should be kind of natural extensions. So one of the questions is for everyone who actually cares about the first movie, Quaritch had a kid. I didn't know yes. that he liked to even have sex in the first movie, but he has a kid now, and that kid was left behind for reasons unknown. They couldn't put him in a pod or something. They didn't and they even know who he had a kid with. Right. We have no idea who his mom is. He doesn't know who his dad is, but he, or no, somehow he knows his dad is Quaritch. The kid was a newborn baby, so somebody well, told him the, uh, that his dad was an evil bastard that wanted to kill everything. Zoe Saldana is like, I'll kill your son. But how did they know that? I have no idea. They don't. They don't. I, t- there's not one line in the movie that explains how they no, know no. what this kid. All they say is, you know, that some some babies were too young to be put in pods, cryosleep, so they they stuck on on the planet. That's all they say. And then suddenly it, I, he knows who his dad is. Like, I was confused about another thing. The oldest daughter. They're not the Sully's daughter. She's not the Sully's daughter. No, Immaculate Conception. So she's the daughter. So Awa, and if you remember in the first movie, at the end of the first movie, uh, um. Uh, Sigourney so, Weaver's character is killed in, in like the helicopter, so they try to basically put her body into a Navi body, and I guess they succeeded because there is a Navi body of her character in this movie. It, it looks like it's the it's the um, avatar from the first movie, but he jumps on her, he calls her grandma. Right, so that yeah. avatar body had a baby with Awa the tree, which is the eldest daughter of the Sullys now because they adopted her. And she, she's, I, she's like one with with Awa and thought, can like do things I that thought, Awa can do. I don't know. They don't again. I, they don't explain it. 
I thought that, that was Sigourney Weaver as the child. Well, that is Sigourney Weaver played the character. She, oh, she does. All right, so yes. I'm not losing my mind here. You're hearing Sigourney so... Weaver's voice. Yeah, you know, seventy-year-old so... Sigourney Weaver out of a, I guess, a fourteen-year-old face that's blue with with four so fingers. Unbelievably confused by the by the oldest Again, daughter. Again, it's like they threw these things out there so this way they could. You know, like maybe you explain spent, it in a future movie. You spent a half hour explaining to me how you hunt whales and you couldn't fucking this is, give me that nugget. That <laughs> is the key. That is what bothered me. That's what I kind of found, found myself questioning while watching the movie. Like, I don't care about how you meticulously murder this innocent creature. But, ha- like, what is going on with the human kid that has to wear a mask? Now, if we remember in the first movie, those masks well, let you breathe. You're 16 years old now. <laughs> But there's more to it, man. Those those masks they wore that that kid wears, uh, <laughs> Spider. In the first movie, it's very it's very clear that those masks don't last forever. You have they only last for a few hours. He wears yeah. the mask for like days at a time. It seems like in this movie, and uh, never takes never it off. Remember. Plus, yeah. Excuse me. Plus, we learn in this movie now that the masks act as you could breathe underwater. You could breathe outside of water. You could, it it uh, filters out toxins from smoke. I mean, I mean, like it's, it's everything. Kind of, but that kind of makes sense. In my mind, the breathing underwater thing at least does. I don't know because man. it seals to your face. Like technically, they're breathing on a different planet. So I guess I'll buy. I'll buy that. Also, did they have to name the kid Spider? Because all I kept thinking of was Joe Pesci. <laughs> spider, get me a water it's spider. Trick, spider. <laughs> Every time they're like, "Is that Spider?" I'm like. Oh. Spider's gonna get shot in the foot. <laughs> I just don't like. I mean, I don't hate the idea of. <laughs> I don't hate the idea of a human kid kind of living among them and like fully being raised. I guess with the Navi and like you know being able to kind of hold his own with them. It's an interesting idea, but again, Absolutely. it's it's a one character too many in this movie. Because then we gotta watch, see the Sullys with their eldest son, who is I guess full blown. Somehow he's full blown Navi. And, and, you know, he's got the f- three fingers and everything, even though Jake is not full-blown Navi. He was a human that was transferred into a Navi body, so I guess, yeah. you know. And his other son has five fingers. For whatever reason, his other son is half and half, is a hybrid. But if the first kid wasn't a hybrid, why would the second son be a hybrid? They don't explain <laughs> that. And even the young- the other kid, the youngest, because there's another fucking Navi kid, is also a hybrid. Okay. The yeah. only kid his name I remember was Duke. But why would he not be? Uh, why would he not be full Navi or Avatar if the other kids are? Oh, I'm sorry. Why would she not be full yeah. blown if the other two kids are? It it makes no sense. And again, they don't None take any time to explain it. They I did just... enjoy seeing a different Navi tribe that was like kind of evolved around water, and the differences in them. Like yeah, they have the bigger arms. You can, you can see, fingers. yeah, you can see the differences, which was cool. Yeah, the bigger um, tails and stuff. Like I thought that was a cool like thing to see. And I would like to see other tribes yeah, from other habitats yeah. and stuff like that. Like I would like to see a snow tribe or a desert tribe and see how they kind of like evolved yeah. to be around there. Um why couldn't we just get them though? Like why did we have to bring the Sullies back? Why couldn't we just you yeah. know, like James Cameron wants to build this world out perfectly fine. Way of water yeah. should have been strictly about the water tribe. For, just ignore the forest people for now. Tribe stopping them from murdering their whales. Yes, that's 100% what the story should have been. Two hours, and you're done. And that's it. Like yeah. There was no reason for any any other stuff. And at the end, you bring in Sully. Right, maybe, like maybe you show that like uh, the Sky people are returning at the end of this movie 
and they realize that someone has dealt with them before and they go to the forest people and there's Sully and it's like, yo, we need your help. Sky people coming yeah. back, bitch. And like, that's it. You know, yeah, like, this didn't need to revolve around Sully and his family right. the entire time. One and- thing I don't like, because with uh, James Cameron and his like attention to detail and his kind of, you know, big headedness, thick headedness is uh, there's a scene in the movie where basically all the uh, Navi or the sea people are, are swimming underwater and it's like a big battle at the end. Like, you know, like every movie has to have and the gunships are firing into the water and the bullets are flying yeah. through and like cracking some of the sea ground and all stuff. But like we're long past the days where people don't realize that bullets don't act like that underwater. Yeah. So I was so annoyed. I thought that he was actually going to show it the right way, and it's like they can't shoot I, him. You know. I kind of, I kind of like let that slide a little bit. Uh, I don't. Not because because it's James Cameron. Well, if it was anyone else, no, no, fine. No. I listen. I you know I, I've been known to shoot a firearm myself um, here and there, but yep. they were very large caliber weapons. But would they? Because I'm pretty sure it's been debunked that they even they would act that way. Uh, Maybe you if you're right on the surface, way. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mean, can see that. But they were deep. They're at the ocean bottom, and these things are still putting holes in, like, the the, yeah. the coral and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, man. I, there's so many holes you can poke in this whole movie. Wait, Scythe, I, I hope you're still watching, because I'm going to tell you the one thing that's going to officially make you go, yep, I'm never even turning on an Avatar anything ever again. <laughs> So we, you know, we know from the first movie, right, that there's this like connection with all the the trees and the animals, and you know, you they basically have sex with all of them with their hair, and yeah. every, everyone just kind of like kind of comes inside <laughs> everyone else. Uh, that's, that's so problem with the fucking Avatar movies is the first one. Yeah. So there's no difference in this one, right? All the all the sea creatures have a spot where you can basically put your hair dick inside of it and uh, connect with it. So, you know, fine. Okay, listen, uh, it, it's an alien planet. We learned about it in the first movie. Okay. I'm okay with it. What they never said in the first movie and what they never said in this movie, they just started doing was the Navi people or the water people just started talking to the fish. Like, and I'm not talking like making fish sounds, just speaking to the fish and the fish would make fish sounds back. And then they would answer them back full conversations to the point. And this is when I full blown said, okay, I think I'm done is James Cameron put subtitles in between a conversation between a, a whale and one of Jake Sully's kids. He put subtitles in for the whale. The whale spoke back with subtitles. And I remember in the theater being like, wait, they can talk now? They can just have conversations? What are you well, doing? I, I, I don't know if you missed this. He couldn't have the conversation. The whales are so powerful. Uh-huh. They they made a they made an attempt to explain this to you. No, they didn't. But it was during the thirty minute how how to kill a whale. Oh yeah, um, they they explain how smart the whales are and they're yeah, they, way they, above our intelligence level. Yeah, okay. and so right. when you when you attach to them, then that allows you to be able to speak. Yeah, but he to talked to that, he talked to that whale before putting his dick in it. I know but the for whale, a fact. but he didn't understand the whale back. No, yes, He's he did. No, he was only able to understand the whale after. Oh, you know, you might be right. After he put his dick yeah. inside the whale, then. After he put his, dick, his hair back into the whale. <laughs> then the then he was able to understand up. the whale. But it's almost like uh, in, in like the movies where someone's speaking another language, and as you start to understand yeah. it, it just transforms yeah. to English. Like, it was just so stupid. It really was just so stupid. It, was, it wasn't the greatest plot device ever, but. So dumb. They did try and explain it. I, I can understand how you missed it because it was during. The thirty. Minutes I probably fall asleep, of, and I never fall asleep. 
Yeah, it was, it was turning the 30 minutes off. First, you have to attach the balloons to it and then turn it upside down so it reduces underbelly. Then hit a missile-guided yeah. explosive harpoon into it. By the way, an explosive harpoon is the dumbest thing ever because it never exploded. Explodes, it doesn't harpoon anymore. Right, but it, it didn't, never. It, the whole point of a harpoon is to connect and like hang on. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it doesn't even. He calls it an explosive harpoon multiple times. It never once explodes. It never explodes. It never explodes. <laughs> it goes under the water. It hits the thing in the stomach, and it just does what harpoons do. And I kept thinking, like, when are you going to blow it up? Like, you didn't do anything yet. Like. Just so bad. And then on top of that, so like the talking whale, right? The free willy, if you will. The Navi willy, if you will. Free willy saved the day, baby. <laughs> yeah, he saved the day, but like it was just that he was another character. Like just another character in a movie of bloated with characters. I, you know, I just don't understand. I, I didn't, I, there was, it was decisions like that that made me go like, yo, what is this guy I, thinking? No joke. Legit. When that whale was underneath the ship and he saw the little boy strapped to the railing, I was like, they're not going to. Right now, and then not only like, does he jump on top of the ship, though he starts martial arts kicking all the people. <laughs> he's hitting it with its fin. He's throwing them off the ship. I'm like, you know, Jesus. Like, there's no way they're gonna make this whale be the savior of, of everybody. That's what it was. That's what it was. He, he did flops, it, and he belly flops onto the ship, and then just starts slapping people with fins. Right, it looked like John Wick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dodging the the you know exploding harpoon, like. <laughs> The guy thought it had him blindsided. He just looked real quick and was just like, whoop, and it just went right by him. I'm like, what? I did I did think it was badass, though, when um, when he took out the, the main gunner ship. Yeah, the by, like, like wrapping the... the yeah, by wrapping the cable around, and then yeah. the guy's arm got caught, yeah. and then you saw his arm just get severed. I'm glad they showed it, because I thought they were going to yeah, cut so away. So, so. But, like, there was, was just... There's other things... Was other, badass other, little moment. See if you can explain this explain this plot hole to me because I just got frustrated with it. So we spend forty five minutes to an hour watching the Sullys learn how the way of water is the way of water, so to speak. Um, yeah. They learn to breathe underwater. They learn to like swim faster. The whole nine. Then at the end of the movie, we're all supposed to be worried that they're gonna drown. Even though if you if you missed what I just said, they learn to breathe underwater. And not one well, of them could do it. Seem, it didn't seem that they learned to breathe underwater. They learned how to control their breathing to a point where they could spend a, a significant amount of time underwater. So why didn't they do that? Instead, I, they were just panicked immediately. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, relax, I, I will say this. I will say this. Remember, the wife, Zoe Saldana's character, she never learned anything. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe she didn't. He was learn. like refusing to learn any yeah. of their ways. And Sully didn't really learn how to breathe underwater and stuff. Talk about downgrading a character. She was so yeah, amazing like, in the first movie. And then in this one, she's just an asshole I and doesn't think, want to learn anything. I didn't think she was kind of badass in this one, though, with the. Like, at the end, the, her one scene the when they basically. Yeah. But again, like, so then we, then we watched the uh, Spider or whatever his name is watching her just fuck people up. And he was looking at her in almost like fear. And I'm like, what are you scared of? She's saving your life right now. I don't understand what the. I guess that scene was supposed to be that he's finally seeing her as like this feral creature, but then at the end he chooses to go back to them. So what's the yeah. point of that? I, I said, <laughs> something else I didn't get. She literally cut him across the chest. So that was just oh like, god! You, like, just, you just brought up another thing. So like, <laughs> there's this whole scene where where Quaritch has Jake's kid, and he's like, oh, you know, 
come over here, Jake. I'm going to murder your kid. And Jake's like, no, don't do it. And then she grabs Spider and is like a kid for a kid, basically. Cuts him across the chest. And then is about to stab him. She's about to fucking stab the shit out of him. And then Quark's just like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay, my bad. My bad. Because suddenly now he cares. But then at the end, they don't even realize that that's his son. But no, but I'm saying, but at the end, though, Spider doesn't say it. Like, look at her like this, like, you're about to cut me, bitch. Like, there's not one reference to the fact that she was about to kill him. It's even worse than that, bro, because here's the thing. Spider then realizes that Quaritch is his father, right? So right. now they have this big reclamation moment where he realizes he's his father. Well, he knew he was his father. He's, he told him. He told no. him that he was his father. He said, I'm not the, that guy, but he showed him the file when uh, when they first called oh, Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he knew that he's meant to be his father, like, you know, the, the mind or whatever of his father. Right. But the whole time, like, they're kind of antagonistic towards each other and – that yeah. suddenly Spider's like, oh man, I can't let my dad drown. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like, so Quaritch makes the sacrifice because he's like, all right, fine. That's my son. I don't want you to kill my son. I let up, whatever. Yeah. Right. And the kid in turn is like, all right, well, he let me live. He saved me. So I got to save him now. So he swims underneath, saves, saves Quaritch from drowning. And then Quaritch is like, come with me, son. We'll do this together. And he's like, I'm going to go back to the cat people that are trying to stab me. <laughs> like, right. To, the, to the woman who legit was going to murder me <laughs> just because she was angry. Like, And then he gets over there and like, Spider, we love you. And he's like, I love you guys too. Yeah. It, it was, like, it, it was all over the place. Right the ending was all over the place, honestly. And like, yeah. I, like I just, there's so there much. No to, there was no reason to kill the kid either. I'm sorry. Like, it was obvious. My thing is, is the moment like they kept, first of all, they kept going back on the ship. I'm like, yeah. you know, the one the place you don't want to be is on the ship that's sinking. Get off Wind the ship. Away. And they just keep getting on. And I understand, like, the brother is there and whatever. But, like, it's not your job, dude. Get off the fucking ship. The moment they started using guns, immediately in my head I said, okay, one of them is going to get shot. Most likely the oldest one because the one that we've been following who feels like a loner, you know, needs to be – he needs to step up and become the new, like, you know, old kid. Yeah. You know, and then, like, when Jake is like, I see you, son. I'm like, why? Because he saved your life? Yeah. Real convenient, you scum sucker. Like the whole time he's been trying to help you out here. Like there's there is no more on point line in this entire movie. And when they get captured again, and Took goes, I can't believe I'm tied to the ship again. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe it either, Duke. I can't believe no. it either. It's one of those it's one of those lines where that's James Cameron thinking he's being cheeky and like kind of breaking the fourth wall, but all you're doing is confirming to all of us that this move this part's stupid. That's all you're doing. Like, I was, I was, I've never connected more with a line in a movie ever than at that moment when she's like, she looks right in the camera. She goes, I can't believe I'm yeah. tied to the ship again. I'm like, for, for reference, uh, her, her brother, and her sister get tied to the ship. They get rescued, and within minutes, not, not a long time, within minutes, her and her sister get caught again and handcuffed in basically the same exact spot. I mean, like, they're maybe, maybe a foot over. Like, just so ridiculous, like yo. Know. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, "Why?" First off, you didn't need all of you to go back on the ship to save Spider. Right, you didn't. Hey, like, get the little kid away. First off, right. Right, do your like, job. The little one. There's right. no reason. Right, like, take her, get her out of here. Right. So yeah, when I don't know. Well, she's in there shocked that she's handcuffed to this fucking railing again. And she's like, I can't believe I'm tied to this hand. I'm like, yeah, t- 
too. I can't believe you. I can't believe James Cameron did this to you. But like, what, what, it doesn't make sense, right? Because it's like, get the little one away, right? Go yeah. get your parents and be like, all right, now as a team, let's go save the rest. Because you know yeah. that they don't want to kill the kid. You know they want to get your dad there. Like everyone's aware of this at this point. And so it's and like not for nothing, but like the Water Tribe, like obviously loosely based on like. Ancient Maori tribes. Yeah, yeah, you could see with the way they were putting the sticking their tongues out, the different tattoos. Yeah, at one point yeah. they're doing a haka, like, yeah, yeah. like. So, all right, so there's there's this great warrior tribe, and they ran they away. Do anything? Well, did you notice that, that they basically, you know, they're all fired up. We're gonna kill everybody. Then you know, Jake leads the charge. They attack. The whale comes in, and then the water tribe is just gone. They just are nowhere we'll to be found. It's the we'll it's the Sullys and the whale versus the rest of the humans, basically. <laughs> You never see like at no point is Sully like, hey, if got like once they save his daughter. Right. They're like, no, fuck you guys. We're, we're you, you brought this shit to us. Fuck you. <laughs> like, but they don't even say it. They yeah. don't even say that. They say nothing. You just don't see them again for the rest of the movie, which makes no sense yep. because they're a warrior tribe. And you know what the next the next horrible decision was? Was after all that, after what you just said, because I totally agree. Then Jake gives his whole speech about how they are a part of the water people. This is their yeah. home now, and they will fight to protect it. And I, all yeah. I thought was like, wait, so you just completely forgot now about the forest people? That you left to die, basically, because you're the only one who knows military tactics, and they don't have anybody like that anymore? So like, you basically just left them? Natiri is know, okay they, with staying with the water people? Yeah, but he doesn't. He he well, we left. don't know. We don't know that he knows. Yeah, Why would they explain anything to us, right? He doesn't know anything about Jake yeah. knows. But, 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 wait, on, but wait, Natiri spends the whole movie being like, this is not our people. I want to go back home. <laughs> and then Jake's like, well, you know, this is kind of our people now. And she's like, all right. All right. No problem. No, he's like, Sully, stick together. He's like, look, Natiri, just real quick, just, you know, just put your hair dick inside this this underwater <laughs> plant and you'll, you'll get it. You'll understand. Like, what? No, but like, the, so. The, the the warrior tribe the, the other part of this that baffles me absolutely baffles me is that 20 minutes before that we had an entire scene where they were like they're hunting our whales we're gonna fucking kill them all yeah and jake's like whoa 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 guys like we don't want to take the fight to them this and the other thing we're all gonna die blah 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 and they're just like all right all right and then they finally get all to right. the battle and they're like Let's do it. They're killing our whales. They got our kids. Let's kill them all. Oh, yeah. they go in and they're and they're stabbing people with spears. A couple great action scenes. Then they just disappear off the face of the planet. But like a half hour before that, you were raring to go to kill everybody. Right. So why'd you leave at this point when you're winning the fight? Uh, yeah, it makes no sense. And the only good moment, the entire finale. In my opinion, the only good moment that I was like, that's pretty badass, was when Jake finally saves his remaining children, because one of them dies. They're getting on the boat, and Quarge is like, you're not leaving, are you, Jake? Because you know I'm going to be out here, and I'm going to be hunting you down, and I'm never going to stop. And it just Jake, for a split second, kind of like, is just deciding, like, do I save my go with my family, or am I going to like try and end this? And Quarge says one more thing, and Jake just goes, all right, let's get it done then. And then just jumps at him and starts fighting, like... That was pretty badass. You know what I mean? No, that was absolutely bad. That was cool. But, well, I, I listen, there's a couple of cool parts to the to the end battle scene. Like, there's a few yeah, like, cool there's, scenes there's of them. There's, the there's, the there's, there's, was a highlight. She fucking yeah. stole the show at the end. With the bow and arrow and everything like yeah, that. She's yeah. a badass. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one scene of the warrior tribe actually, like, getting in yeah. like was, was badass as yeah, hell. Yeah, with, with their dragon fish. Like, yeah. 
you, you know, like there was there was good parts to it. It's just as a whole set piece overall. It just like it was so disjointed. There was so much. Yeah. yeah. Like then the whale, like, then the kids are tied Who up. Also, again. to your point, comes and goes. He shows up, he does his one thing, and then he's like, "All right, guys, I took care of the boat. See ya." And I'm like, "Wait, but your boy is still out there. Go, go fight him." Yeah. Like, oh no, no, he stayed. He stuck around outside, waiting for, to give him a ride back. Remember? Oh yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah, yeah he stuck around. He, he was waiting. You're he was right. like, "No, he's he's, a, he's a real one. There. He's a real one. He, that I, whale. I know they're all drowning in there, and there's nothing I can do because you I'm a what? giant whale. Let went out for the whale. That's a, he's a real one." <laughs> Salud. Salud to the whale. Uh, it, just, it just baffles me. And, and you know a lot of these decisions are made because he wants the third and fourth one to basically answer them. But, like, am I going to have to sit through six hours of movie for an answer as to why, you know, Spider decided to go back to Nateri? Like, he never got an answer for. She plugs into the flower, has a seizure underwater. and I forgot that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> I re- that they make such a big deal about that, Jake. If she does that again, she's going to die. <laughs> and then they forget that she does that. It like, never pays off. Like, like at no point does she have to like risk plugging back into the flower to get information. Which is like, what I thought what was going to happen at the end. I, th- uh, I thought that was going to happen. That she was going to start seizing again, but it was like she was going to become one with Awa and all of a sudden control the ocean and be like Moana. But instead, uh, nothing happened. Instead, she basically pulls out the tangled, glowing hair, and she just shows them away. Like, look, guys, the, the door is right there. If you just swim a little bit, you'll find it. It's right there. She's like, I know it's dark, but, like, here, Ma, you can wear my little butterfly wings because it's going to help you. Like, come on. I, I, I think – how many of these is he making? Six? <sighs> Probably. I think he's got four written down. Like where he's got them scripted out and planned out and all that stuff, but I think he wants to do six. He just didn't okay. write five and six yet, I believe. He's so that means though that if he even makes the next ones, and he makes them in a timely manner, because he's basically the George R. R. Martin of the movie world, <laughs> like the fifth and sixth one well, is going to take another thirteen years. Technology to be invented to oh, make yeah, these yeah. movies. You know, they, like... have, they have to invent chewing gum that doesn't lose flavor in order for him to make movie the sixth movie, Avatar: The Taste of Bubble Mint, like. <laughs> Such a dick, dude. He's such a dick. He needs to make $4 billion so they can invent fucking, you know, smell this poop. I just don't understand any of this. Oh, it's nuts, though. So, I, so I've, I've noticed something here. What's that? So, Jake Sully was basically king of the air with the dragonflies that he, the dragons that, you know, he mastered the, 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 the toughest dragon. Right. Was able to fly better than any of the other jungle. Now, cat. You gotta, he, real quick, you got to stay. He, James Cameron's consistent because at the end of that movie, that big bastard did his damage and then was like, Oh, the fight's over. Okay. I'm gone. I'll see you later. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. never saw from again. He doesn't hunt anything else. We never have a <laughs> like reference to him. It's just over. He's just gone. So. so now his son, well, actually, really, his daughter in this movie masters the ocean. Pretty much, she, no, she masters Awa. Like she masters Awa. She, she basically of the ocean. just, you know, she's basically it's like, like uh, plugging into shit, and she's controlling every fish in the yeah, ocean. No, and in, in this movie, she's the equivalent of in the Tron Legacy movie of um, of uh, Jeff Bridges, where she basically okay. just touches the ground and suddenly 
things just work out because she's just that powerful. That's basically what happens in this movie. So hear me out. This is a this is a long stretch. Okay. Okay. What if James Cameron is backdooring us into an alien Avatar movie, like Avatar: The Last Airbender? What are you telling me that uh, one of the character, one of the Navi are gonna put their di- uh, hair dicks inside of like a random egg, and it's gonna pop out a face hugger? No, 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 no not alien. I like because they're 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 aliens. I'm not talking about alien in the movie. I'm like they're aliens, right? Right. And this is this is actually the story of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, so we're gonna have a a fire a fire uh, a bender? Yeah, the like movie? the next ones are gonna be about fire. And then it's gonna be called uh, uh, Avatar: Earth. The Heat of Fire, and it's just gonna be yeah, like take place in a in a volcano. And one around of his lava. other kids ends up being a fire a fire lord. Now it's not gonna be his kid. He's going to have an airbender. You know what's going to happen is he's, he's going to adopt a kid that was born between a, a forest person and a water person <laughs> that has six fingers and is now a demon, and he's going to adopt that kid. He called this fucking thing Avatar? Like, honestly. And that kid, that kid's going to have to wear a mask to be able to breathe <laughs> oxygen and Pandora air, and then also fire air, and he's going to breathe fire and shit fire out of his ass. Is that what you're telling me? I don't even want to entertain <laughs> more Avatar movies. It's the only thing that makes any fucking sense to me at this point. Because, like, maybe he's got it. Like, right. We have earth bending, we have water bending, and we need fire bending and uh, uh, air bending. That's what we need. Because, yeah. like, right now, okay, so there's two other ones planned. Right. Right now, ready to go, right? As soon as the technology gets there. <laughs> but where does he go from here? Apparently, like, Quaritch is such a great villain that clearly they're going to they're gonna try and make him a good guy. So... I feel like I feel like in the fourth movie, like the next movie, we're gonna see Quaritch basically learning how to live with the forest people, and somehow they're gonna accept him. And then in the fifth movie, he's gonna join the the Sullys and have to prove himself worthy to basically, you know, hairbang Natiri. And uh, he's just gonna be a friend of the family at that point. And fight who though? Then who's the villain? I don't fucking know. More sky uh, people. Giovanni Ribisi is gonna come back from the from Earth, <laughs> but he's gonna have he like. He was in it briefly, but in a flashback. But he'll come back in this one and have like a mech body that turns him into fucking like a Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, I mean, James Cameron's just going to steal from every movie he can think of. So he's going to put a Hulkbuster in there. Josh Brolin's going to play Thanos, but a blue version. He he already put the alien uh, mech suits, the Sigourney Weaver wore in Aliens, aliens, right? Everybody was rocking one of those now. I love that uh, when when we first meet Evie Edie Falco's character because she's in the movie too for some reason, uh, she's got a mech suit on and she's punching and kicking that bag and just badass and then she just disappears and we just never. <laughs> <laughs> why why give us anything with her at that point? Like instead they cut to the guy who wants to you know shoot harpoons that explode and and suck uh, suck whale brain. <laughs> Speaking of her with the mech suit, I love that after she's done doing the workout, she's sitting there enjoying a cup of coffee, yeah. and the mech suit has the coffee. She can't even take the mech suit holding, off. She's sitting there holding nothing and just being like, "Like that's clearly James Cameron going. You know, what would be cool if you just drank coffee with the mech suit on, and everyone around him just being yes men and being like, yeah, boss, that's that's amazing. Let's spend the billions of dollars to do the CG for that one scene.'" Like, <laughs> you know what happened was yeah. they were like, boss, this is going to cost like $200,000 for us to just have her drinking coffee. It's worth it. Yeah. Worth it. I got it. 
I just figured it out. That's what they Doesn't needed. Matter. That's this the technology. Movie's gonna make four billion dollars. That's the technology they needed to improve on. He couldn't make this movie until they built a mocap suit that would realistically look like she was using a mech suit to drink coffee. Boom. Yeah. That's why he needs to make $4 billion. He's yeah. going to have a whole movie called Avatar, The Box of Joe, and it's just going to be a bunch of them just drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, my God, man. So anyway, I didn't I, like I, the movie that much, if that's what we're, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what we're, if that's what we're trying to talk about here. I, I, I go back to my original statement. He should have just shut the fuck up, like, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, it's true, though, because if he didn't just talk so much shit like he was doing, I feel like I wouldn't have gone in with the intent of, like, hating on the movie. But not only did you, did you talk so much, but the movie comes out, and the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, none, nothing about this is that impressive. That's my point, right? Yeah. But I, I didn't go in there wanting to hate the movie, in all honesty. I know we're right. ragging on it a lot here, but yeah, it's fun to rag on it. <laughs> it's fun to rag on it, and also like there is some blaring plot holes in the whole fucking movie. Um, but I really went into it like with this dude's voice in my head being like, "This is the most amazing movie ever made. It cost two billion dollars." This, that, and the other thing. You, you're going to want to see this movie 19 times in the theaters, and blah 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 blah. And I watched it, and I was like, what movie was he fucking talking about? If anybody goes to see this movie more than once, that person needs to be put down. Because clearly there's mental problems, and they're going to cause issues for our nation at some point the in the future. The only this more than once in the theaters is James Cameron. And for free, though. He's not going to pay for it. Because even for his own movie, he's going to be like, I can't pay to sit through this. Like, get the fuck out of here. I thought at one point the ship was going to start breaking apart like the Titanic. And I was like, okay, you just stole for your own movie. The fuck? I thought it was going to tilt up. I thought it was too. I swear to God, I thought it was too. It just seemed like that's where it was going. Like, I so thought that. Oh, you're doing. But yeah, to, your, like, to your point, if he does the Titanic shot right now. I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, and, and to your point before, he continues. Like, there was a lot of things in the movie that were cool looking or interesting yes. looking, but just for the sake of being interesting looking. For example, the the crab looking pods or underwater submarines or because like what i don't understand is that there were regular looking manned subs for one person that looked like you would think they would look but then there were also these crab ones and the crab ones didn't do anything different besides they had hands like i what was the point of them they didn't show them useful in any way whatsoever so and, oh. and in fact they're even not useful because they were chasing people swimming and they couldn't catch them <laughs> they couldn't catch them so like, what would you? All you did was show us how dumb a crab submarine would be. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm gonna, I swear to God, I'm gonna strain something. I've been laughing so hard throughout this whole fucking podcast. Hey man, it'll it'll be some good clips for TikTok. I'm telling oh, you right now. Like, but anyway, just... so rate it one out of ten. What would you give the movie? Like a seven eight. That's high for me. I I want to see like honestly. Based off of graphics alone like, and CG, it, I give it like it, a six, but yeah. maybe I'll give it a seven because there are some cool moments, but I can't go yeah. higher than a seven because I really don't want to convince anybody to go see this this movie in theaters. Yeah. Wait till it comes my, out on Disney+. Plus. There's no benefit. There's, that's my thing, too, is there's really – I felt like yeah, this movie, cool. it at least would be worth seeing on a big screen with the surround sound. But if you Indeed. have it at home, you don't need to go see it in theaters. 
I, I'll be honest with you. I did think it ben- it does benefit to see it on the big screen with the with maybe the IMAX. Yeah. I could see it being like that for I IMAX. Saw, so I saw IMAX. I didn't see 3D, but I saw IMAX, and it was it was pretty impressive yeah. the scope of it on IMAX. But again, like you know, like listen, the the the, the CGI and the and the visuals of it are amazing. Like right. they're just as good as yeah, the first they're good. One. I mean, they're as good as the first you know, one. Yes, that's the right the way to say it. The story was actually an original story, so I can't hate on them for that, even though it's filled with plot holes and it's all over the fucking place. But I mean, it was I was more entertained than I thought I was going to be. Yeah, considering how much I disliked the first one, so I think that's why I went so high with it with my grade on it. Okay, that makes sense. But you know, if like, the first one to me is like a six. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. You know, and this was better, so I got to well, give it a. That's a why. I, that's why I would give this one a seven because I feel like visually yeah. it's the same as the first one, yeah. and the story, while nothing fantastic, was definitely better than the first. I yeah, found myself absolutely. more interested in what was happening. You know what I mean? Even though I could easily pick apart plot hole after plot hole after plot hole, I was <laughs> we actively looking for it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But all right, so that's uh, that's Avatar Way of Water. I'm sure, honestly, we'll think of some more shit. And truthfully, uh, Zuplex, you and I should probably jump on to make a few TikToks about other thoughts <laughs> we might have about this. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our thoughts on Avatar Way of Water. Let us know what you think in the comments as you guys watch this. And uh, if you haven't already, like and subscribe, please, on our podcasts, all our YouTube content. We're posting, uh, I wouldn't say daily, but very often these days, we have content across the board from comic books to gaming, to movies, to TV shows, to wrestling. We're trying to add sports. We have a trivia contest going on. We're working on putting a FIFA 2022 tournament together. Um, you know, I just finished God of War Ragnarok. If you haven't checked it out on Twitch or YouTube, you can check out the gameplay there. And then I'm going to move into something else. Zuplex is playing uh, uh, High on Life. Um, and we have just, uh, yeah. um, and we just got a lot going on. So, uh Thank you guys so much for jumping in. Episode 69 of the Theater Room. We'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8.30 live for episode 70. Um, the replay will come out on YouTube a day or two later. You can also hear us on all the podcasting platforms. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in what we have to say, you could, there's no, it's easy to find us. So we'll see you guys next week. And we'll see you guys on episode 70. I'm going to call it Avatar, the way of podcast.